The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for bringing us into sonship. Thank you because of Jesus, we can be called children of God. Lord, today we ask that you breathe upon us. Open our eyes to see as we ought to see, Father. Speak to us yourself. Calm every fear. Still every storm. Heal the sick. Confirm your presence in all our hearts. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. So today, um, we are talking about the real reason for Christmas. The real reason for the season, the real reason for Christmas, the real reason for the season. So again, you would ask your neighbor, what is the real reason for Christmas, by the way? Why are you so beautifully dressed? Why are you so gorgeously dressed? What's the real, what's the real reason? <laughs> Why are you so handsome this morning? Look at your Babariga. Look at your Agbada. Look at your... <laughs> What's the reason? What's the real reason for Christmas? <clears throat> Try to get a response. <laughs> I knew someone would say Jollof rice. That the real reason for Christmas... Must be jollof rice. Now, not just any kind of jollof rice. Nigerian jollof rice. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, the competition is fierce out there. You know, some people still try to say that. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> it can't be jollof rice. The key thing that we need to know this morning is that, and this, of course, some of us, we, we may have heard about it. It's, it's been a debate in certain circles. It's been a huge theological debate for over the years. And we have certain people, you know, that are like, oh, no, this is the case. Oh, no, that is the case. And the, the truth is this. Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Okay, Pastor, let's go home. I mean, that's, I just pulled the <laughs> No, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. But you see, some put it at March. And, you know, I've, I've read, I mean, I can't remember the volumes I've read on this matter. 
And they have their point. Some put it at um, September. Because while the shepherd watched the flock by night, that if it was December, they would not be outside because it would have been too cold in the plains of, of Bethlehem. Some actually put it on May. Of course, then um, we put it at December. <laughs> so, why, if you ask, is it so important that we get the day correct if God didn't think it is. That's one. Secondly, where were you born? You, know your, you, you think you know your date of birth. What if tomorrow you discover a document that says you were not born on the day you were born? Will it really matter? The key thing is that you were born. Praise the name of the Lord. The key thing is that Jesus was born. That's the key thing, that Jesus was born. Hallelujah. There is no dispute to that. There, the overwhelming historical record is before us. So whether Jesus was born in, in March, or he was born in May, or he was born in September, or he was actually born on the 25th of December, the significance remains the same. Jesus was born. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah 9.6, the word of God says that unto us, the prophecy about Jesus, it says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus has come, and because Jesus has come, he is called the wonderful counselor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your life will not like counsel again going forward in Jesus' name. Is the mighty God. Because of his birth, the reality of the might and weight of God will be released in your life in the name of Jesus. Everlasting Father. No reason to feel like an orphan. No reason to feel like, oh, I wish my father was here. Yes, some of us had good fathers we miss. Some of us were glad our fathers passed. Either ways, you have a father in God. And he says, he is the prince of peace. Every storm in your heart. God will still in the name of Jesus. Every storm in your mind becomes quiet in the name of Jesus. 
because he is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah 7, 14, Jesus was born. Isaiah 7, 14, he says, all right then, all right, all right. Another translation says, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, which is God with us. And Jesus sees existence makes the whole difference to humanity. God's promise of this birth of Jesus becomes something that gave meaning to everyone. The challenge many times is that until you personalize and receive him, your life continues to be meaningless. On Sunday, we, we learned that the hand of God, an aspect of the hand of God is the palm of God. And God is saying that your name is written in the palm of his hand, in his palm. Now, many times, we think in the multitude. We say, oh, out of the billions of people in the world, even if my name is written there, I mean, I, I can't God even see my name. But you see, God is bigger than our minds. Hallelujah. And to make it real for us, he used that illustration, which means if you can write the names of your children on the palm of your hand, for you, it is personal. For you, you can never forget. So God is saying, I can never forget you. So we see all these prophecies that went forth. By the time we get to Luke chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of the prophecies. Luke chapter 2, verse 7, it says, She gave birth to a firstborn son. <laughs> she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available. And we saw all the talent shows yesterday of the donkeys, of the stars. Which one did you, which, who actually won? The angels, <laughs> the star, the donkey. You know, the nativity story told in a different way. But the key thing is that for us, not only was Jesus born, Jesus lives. Jesus is still alive and well. Hallelujah. Everyone that was born has died before us. Everyone. We know their grave. We know the grave of Krishna. We know the grave of Buddha, we know the grave of Mohammed, we know the grave of and so on and so forth. Yes, we know the grave of Jesus, but the grave of Jesus is empty. <laughs> Hallelujah! The grave is empty. So Isaiah 
prophesied, it was fulfilled in Luke. And Paul was saying to us in Timothy, 1 Timothy, that this is the mystery of our faith. It's the mystery of godliness. And the mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3, 16, it says, without a doubt, the secret, the mystery of our life of worship is great that Christ came in the flesh. It's a mystery. It's a secret. It is the secret of our faith that he came in the flesh. And he went on to say, and it became glorified, glorified of God. When we were little and it's your birthday, everybody comes around the house, right? Particularly if it's your, your 10th birthday or your um, <laughs> first birthday, whatever. Then you, you become the birthday boy or the birthday girl. And you wish the day just lingers and lingers and lingers. Praise the name of the Lord. People bring gifts. If you have good relatives, they should bring gifts. <laughs> They'll say, happy birthday. You are the center of attraction. You are the star girl. You are the star boy. And since we are celebrating Jesus' birthday, who is the birthday boy? He's the birthday boy. Is at the center. I am sure you have brought a gift for him today. You're a good relative. You're good. <laughs> you know, even if you've brought yourself. I am the sacrifice. <laughs> I am one of the song today. I brought myself. I am your worship. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. Yes, sing, let's sing to him. Accept. Accept. your heart at least bring your life and say to him accept this sacrifice accept this gift you are the birthday boy so to that extent the reason we are gathering and we have gathered is, is because of Jesus is because he is the birthday boy so Jesus is the reason for the season. Without him, we will not be here today. Without him, there will not be this party celebration in the whole world, even in China. <laughs> Have you seen the lights in China? Everybody, those that know him, 
those that do not know him, everybody is celebrating his birthday. Everybody is celebrating his birthday. And the root is from John 3.16. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall not but okay, let's, let's all recite again. For God Some of you are reading it from the screen. <laughs> I'm joking. For God, it, it, it says, for this is how, the, the NLT says, for this is how God loved the world. How? He gave his one and only son so that everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish but what? But have everlasting life. Everyone. So in him, everyone that believes in him, two things happen. Will not perish, but have everlasting life. What does that tell you? It tells us that everyone without him will perish. And will not have everlasting life. So, it means that God did not send Jesus to condemn the world. God sent Jesus to save the world. Because the world was already condemned. Every one of us, we were headed in the wrong direction. And that direction, the destination, will lead to disaster. So what Jesus has come to do is to redirect us. That is what salvation is. It's a redirection. You were facing hell. Some people were going at 10 kilometers per hour, but they are still facing hell. Some people were going at 50, but guess where they are still facing? Hell. Some of us were going at 200 kilometers per hour, but guess where we are still facing? Hell. But Jesus came. Hallelujah. But Jesus came and, and said, Femi, no, 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 no. This is your 200 kilometers per hour. We need to put it in the right direction. And redirected us. So that because we've believed in him, now he has rescued us. So that we will not perish. But as we go, everlasting life is a spectrum. We have it here on earth, but we have the fullness in heaven. As we get closer and closer to Jesus, the intensity of everlasting life in our lives increases and increases and increases. How do we receive? How do we, how do we receive this salvation? How do we move from facing this direction that is leading us to, to, to destruction to facing this direction that is leading us to life? It's by faith, by believing. John 1.12, John 1.12 says, For as many, John 1.12, 
for, but to all who believed in him and accept him. Believe and accept. He has given the right to become children of God. Hallelujah. The confidence, the confidence, the, the right to become a child of God comes when we turn and we believe. But you see, you have to accept this gift. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. What did he give? His only begotten son. His best gift he could give. I need to um, do an illustration. I've been looking for what to use. And um, a couple, you know, can, you know, any couple volunteer, husband and wife. And, um, okay, since we are still thinking, the best couple to use would be the RP. Okay. So, RP. Let's clap for her. <laughs> they are dressed for the occasion. <laughs> Please come forward. Please come up here. Now, this is so, so important. <laughs> All righty. Don't they look like they just got married? <laughs> You guys are married for 15 years. Okay, so Pastor Sote, as a man of God, is always. Can you come here now? This was good. So, Pastor Sote always, always had an eye for good things. <laughs> so, Pastor said, excited. Pastor Naomi. <laughs> and said, You will be the only sugar in my tea. If I had any cockroaches in my cupboard at all, it would be you. <laughs> you know, and of course, you know, Pastor Naomi being a chick. So Pastor Tose offered the gift, turn your back, turn your back, pretend it. Oh no, don't take it now. <laughs> so try and offer the gift. <laughs> Shakara for God. Try again, still rejected. <laughs> okay. So finally, finally, Pastor Naomi sees 
this man is amazing. He's so handsome. He's so wealthy. He's, he's so intelligent. And guess what? He's so anointed. So she changes her mind. That, ah, what the, what's wrong with me? What have I been thinking about? So try and offer again. <laughs> she accepted the gift, accepted the man, accepted everything. Now, if this could happen in a love relationship between a man and his wife, imagine God wraps excuse me, his best gift, his son. That's why the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, so in Jesus, the express image of the invisible God, the God, what God was saying is that Jesus is an, he came out of me. That's that word son. He came out of me, the express image of the invisible God. This is me. This is the best that I can offer. So, so Pastor, what, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, that what God has done for us is that all of God wrapped up in a person was given to you and I at Christmas. Now, now imagine this with me. Just, just imagine this with me. Jesus was born. He was the birthday boy. They brought gifts to him, and rightfully so. They bowed and they celebrated him, and rightfully so. But guess what? God took Jesus and wrapped him in a gift. And he is offering it to us, his bride. When Pastor Sote was chasing uh, Pastor Naomi and offering the gift and offering the gift, who was the reason for that season? Was it the gift? Or was it Pastor Naomi? The object of pursuit is the reason for the chase. It's the reason for the celebration. It's the real reason for the celebration. So Jesus, being wrapped up and offered to you and I, his bride. So who is the real reason for the season? We are. Hallelujah. We are the real reason for the season. So when they say the reason for the season is Jesus, tell them, yes, but the real reason for the season 
is us. It's us. So God is offering us this gift. Receive it now. And him and receive him and him. The same way you did the other time. Thank you guys. That's what I asked together for. Okay. <laughs> Everybody say, oh, Biri. <laughs> they, will give, they will release the gift back for you. Not their way. <laughs> Amazing. So that is the case. Now, but everybody is celebrating Christmas. Everybody is, is taking the season and, and, and celebrating it. And, you know, the, the, the real package Jesus sometimes is not being received. And God is saying that the gift is being offered so that the real reason, which is us, you and I, can be celebrated. So can people that don't know Jesus celebrate Christmas? Of course. But you see, the truth is this. When people that don't, that don't know Jesus celebrate Christmas, Their gift is beautifully wrapped, but empty. You see how heavy that gift is? Deliverance and eternal life is inside it. So at the end of the day, the gift is so well packed. They open, thank you. They open their gift. They go to the clubs. Buy the cows. Sometimes even sing Christmas carols. And open the box. And it's empty. And when they are honest with themselves, they feel the emptiness. But the truth is, the truth is, another 365 days goes by, we forget quickly, we jump into the rat race, we begin to celebrate a gift that is empty, only to open the gift and discover its emptiness. And that is the gift that is not really what God is offering. That is what, that is the commerce, the commercialization of Christmas. That is the, the, the replacement of Christmas with every other thing but Jesus the gift. So from what we have seen, clearly, for you to be the real reason for Christmas, which you are, you need to accept the real gifts of Christmas, which he has not given back to us. <laughs> No, 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 but it's fine. But that is how to do. When you get saved, you, you, you grab your gift. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. As we think about these things, the gift of Christ, the real gift have I accepted. 